Hello there, listeners, and welcome back to Low Definition, the podcast game show that makes you think about switching to another podcast. <laughs> but as long as you're here, I'll be your host, Steve Lutz, and with me are six players who are definitely not wasting their precious and ever-dwindling moments before death by being here. By the way, folks, if it seems like it's been a long time since we played this game, no, you're not imagining things. I did have a short hiatus, so I took a couple weeks off to get that surgically repaired, and now we're back. So uh, let's get to those player intros, shall we? Uh, after the last episode, our first player said he was going to the bathroom to read, and I was afraid we'd never see him again. But unlike Elvis, Monty Ashley apparently survived, and thank goodness for that, because he's my favorite player. Hi, Monty. Hi, Steve. You're my favorite host of Low Definition. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> it's a filthy lie, but it's very sweet. Uh, next up, boy, I never thought these words would be coming out of my mouth. Please welcome returning champion Brian Hamilton. Hey, Brian. <laughs> uh, I will be returning. I will not be a champion. Although if I am, I will eat my words. Okay. I kid my good friend Brian, by the way. But honestly, I am so glad you finally won, Brian, because you're my favorite player. Oh, you're my favorite host of Low Definition. Oh, you guys. Uh, it seems like it's been forever since we've had this contestant on the show, but I looked back and realized it's only been one episode. It just seems like a long time because she's my favorite player. It's Tiffany Armand. Word up, Tiff. Yay! Word up, Steve. Yo, yo! <laughs> oh, Ooh, we are so hyped right now. You're in my now. top four hosts of Low Definition. Really? Wow. Yeah, in in well, the top four. That means I made your podcast. That's good news. <laughs> Speaking of people who have played a whole bunch and really don't seem all that concerned with actually winning, here's my favorite player, Kathy Campbell. Aloha, Kathy. <laughs> Aloha, Steve! <laughs> I'm just teasing, Kathy. I know you were just politely waiting for Brian to win before you start your reign of terror. So uh, uh, Yes, we'll go with that. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It just and turned out to be a much, much longer wait than you were expecting. It's very true, but it's okay because I'm back and you're here and you're my favorite low definition host. <laughs> wow. This is such a love fest. This is, this is great. Hey, look at this. I'm excited to have a brand new contestant on the show today. I'm sure he's going to be great. In fact, he's rapidly become my favorite player. It's Adel Rafai. Howdy, Adel. Hello. I have a head cold. <laughs> Excellent. And I despise you. Oh, good. <laughs> it's like you've been on the show many, many times. And last but not least, please welcome Chip Sutter. I guess I'm contractually obligated to say that you're my favorite host. <laughs> uh, Chip, you didn't let me finish. My favorite player. <laughs> I love you, Steve. It's great to have you back. Hello, Chip. All right. Well, uh, that out of the way. Oh, yeah. Incidentally, those players were introduced in order of play, as determined by Random.org. Random.org, bringing you only the finest in random numbers, such as 54, 12, 17, 162, 48, 913, 82, 379. going to reset the co-host at some point? <laughs> and three. Random.org. Bit worth it. Totally. <laughs> so as I mentioned before, this game is called Low Definition, and here's how it works. In each round, I will give you an obscure word. Your job is to come up with a definition for that word. If you actually know the meaning of the word, send me that. If you're right, you will get an easy breezy three points. If you don't know the real meaning, you should concoct a fake definition that sounds plausible enough to fool the other players. 
When I have all the submissions, I will read them to you, along with the real definition. Then you will each have a chance to guess which one is correct. You get two points for successfully sussing out the real definition. You'll also get one point for each player who is fooled by your fake answer. The winner is the first player or players to reach a score of 18. Why 18? I don't know. It's just the number we play to. Deal with it, dude. Stop asking dumb questions. Why are you even asking me questions? Stop it. It's 18. Oh, and just one last tiny little detail. In any round, if nobody guesses the correct meaning of the word, I, your humble host, get a whopping five points. Holy mackerel, that's a lot of points. What? Yeah. For the math impaired, that means that if you screw up four times, I will have 20 points and win the game, which of course means that you all lose. So don't do that, okay, guys? Does being here on the show count as one of the screw-ups? Because I think I screwed up. Yes, you definitely did. Oh, darn it. But since you're here, uh, you ready to play? Yes. Yeah. Good. Uh, Yes. uh Uh-huh. All right, let's play then. Traditionally, we start with round one, so round one is where we'll start today, and the word for round one is this. Bonnie Clabber. Bonnie Clabber. That's spelled B-O-N-N-Y-C-L-A-B-B-E-R. Bonnie Clabber. Please, won't you send me your definition for the word Bonnie Clabber? Now. Wow, that is the fastest you've ever put in an answer, Kathy. Good job. I, I, she I, came uh, ready to play today. Oh, wait, I, I'm going to adjust mine. I need to change one word oh, that boy. I don't like. Adel fast on the draw with his first answer, too. Nicely done, sir. Well, I, I wrote these weeks ago. <laughs> I figured as much. <laughs> I've been wondering when somebody would finally get around to realizing they could do that. Oh, yeah. I've been doing that for years, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I had a okay. lot of time. I have an entire uh, document of, of possible definitions. Love it. Okay, all of the definitions are in for the round one word, which was Bonnie Clabber. I will read them now, and then you'll each get to guess which one is the real definition. So, Bonnie Clabber. A fancy hat. A happy roofer. A collaboration between a professional and amateur. A drunken melee. A person who steals pies from windowsills. A shrewd, unprincipled person. Or sour milk that has thickened or curdled. Those are your options for the word Bonnie Clabber. And the first to get to choose amongst them is Monty Ashley. Oh, God. Um, I think that sour milk one sounds right. I like the thickened or curdled. I don't, I don't know what oh. else happens to milk, but I'm going to assume something does. <laughs> <laughs> it may be thickened or curdled, but it can't be both. All right, Brian. Hmm... Hmm. Hmm. I'm a fan of Happy Roofer because I like to imagine that the people that put the I don't know, things that are on my roof, I don't know what's on roofs, but I want to think that they're happy. <laughs> Reindeer, okay. mostly. Yeah, and bird crap. Tiff. 
It's either pie thief or bad milk. Oh, who picked bad milk also? Who Monty. That? Monty. Oh, mm. oh. You didn't necessarily say bad milk. It says sour milk that has thickened or curdled. Some people you may like that. One, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, mm. Don't make a value milk. judgment here. Love that thick milk. Love that lemony milk. Um, I'm going to go with bad milk. Okay. Thick and, thick and juicy milk. That one. Mm. <laughs> Chewy. Oh. All right, Kathy. Oh, excuse me. I'm going to go vomit for a little bit. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, let's go with the pie thief. Okay, let's go with that pie thief. Person who steals pies from windowsills. That brings us to Adel. Oh, boy. Now, Bonnie Clamber's number one, my favorite Warren Beatty movie. <laughs> number two, I think it's going to be, what was it, a shrewd and decisive person? What was it? Shrewd, unprincipled person. I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Then that brings us to Chip. I should like a hat like that. Oh, boy. A fancy one. Oh, boy. I ain't never seen a hat like that. Then that fancy hat shall be yours, sir. And that means that all the guesses are in, so uh, let's see who got what. Why don't we start with you, Chip, since you fancied that fancy hat. Never was, sound. It's never a good thing when you're first out of the gate. No, no. Well, sometimes it is. Not today, though, because that was Monty's <laughs> answer. <laughs> Look at that fancy hat you got. It says chump. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! They said no, be aggressive, in chump. Just following orders. There are not too many fancy hats out there that say chump on them, so that's quite a conundrum. To dis, uh, dis, you know, I respectfully disagree. There was a limp biscuit hat that said "chump" on it. Yeah, mm. sold in their 2001 tour that was very fancy. Really? Oh. And how many of them do you have? <laughs> I have one in every color, so I have two. Oh, wonderful! Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, Brian, you thought that a bonnie clabber might be a happy roofer, and that made Tiff very happy because yeah. that is her answer. Yes, it was a pretty good follow-up to uh, what was it? Padded. Batons. Batons, batons ultimate fighting. Oh, so good. <laughs> While we're on the subject of Tiff, she and Monty both thought that Bonnie Clabber might be sour milk that has Come thickened on, or curdled. <laughs> and they are absolutely correct. Bonnie <gasps> yes! Clabber is sour milk that has thickened or curdled. Mm. I put my money on the right horse. <laughs> that leaves Kathy, who thought that Bonnie Clabber might be a person who steals pies from windowsills. That was actually Brian's answer. Hello. Uh-huh. And Adel thought that a Bonnie Clabber might be a shrewd, unprincipled person, like the person who fooled him with that answer, Kathy Campbell. So. There you go. That's how the game it works. Like, like Mario and uh, Mario. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Yahoo. It's me. I'm going to win. All right. So after one round, uh, we have a two-way tie for first. Monty and Tiff each have three points. Whoopee. <laughs> and a two-way tie hey. for third. Brian and Kathy each have one point. Everybody else has bupkis. But it's early yet. And so, why don't we move on to round two? See what happens there. So, the word for round two is... Pickle hob. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to know what that was about, but the word is pickle hob. P-I-C-K-E-L-H-A-U-B-E. Pickle hob. Ooh, the E makes makes it extra fancy. 
Mm-hmm. Like that hat that says uh, jump on it. So please send me your definition for the word pickle hob now. Feels like there ought to be an umlaut in there somewhere. Well, feel free to put one over your favorite letter. Steve, would you tell us if there's an umlaut over one of the words, or the, one of the letters? I would. That is an essential part of the spelling, and I would be very excited about the fact that there is an umlaut in the word, so I would absolutely mention it. Steve, follow-up question. Yes. You're a, kind of a weirdo. That is not actually a question. All right, all of the definitions are in for the word pickle hob. So here they are. Pickle hob. A tool for making wooden shoes. A Prussian military helmet with a spike on the top. A wheel-shaped table. The irresistible urge to do something unadvisable. A German style of sour beer. The feeling of having fuzzy teeth. Or a traditional Norwegian savory pastry. Those are your options for the word pickle hob. And first up is Brian. No, I was hoping you'd forget that I was supposed to be first in this round. Uh, hmm, okay. Oh, the spreadsheet told me. No, spreadsheet, spreadsheet why'd you let me down? I'm a fan of, hmm, feeling of having fuzzy teeth. I'm not actually a fan of that, but I like that definition. Okie doke. Then it shall be yours. Oh, thank you. It's You're welcome. else's. Well, we'll see. Tiff. Do you I also like want fuzzy teeth? Oh, no, no. Brian wants says it's his alone, but maybe you should it. just take it. <laughs> oh, ah, it's making me have it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to go with the unadvisable urges. <laughs> okay. She's got an unadvisable urge. T-A. Okay. Kathy. Uh, I would like a Prussian military helmet, please, Steve. Me too. Then it is yours. Yay. All the fancy hats. <laughs> it is the fancy hat episode. Right by the British Hat Council. Adel, what's a pickle hob? I feel like my, my logic is uh, I know that Kaisers wear a helmet with a spike, I believe. And sure. a pickle might go in a Kaiser roll. Oh, look at that logic coming into play in low definition. He that's probably the heavy. best logic that's ever been used in this game. It should be pointed out. So well done. Although use of logic has never helped anybody once as far as I know. So That was very Kevin Bacon-y. <laughs> was worth mm. a shot. Hey, Chip. Hey, Pickle hop me. Here's my logic. Oh, boy. Kathy Campbell <laughs> wears a... Frequently has been seen wearing a unicorn hoodie with a mm -hmm. spiky thing on the head. Yes. And I think yes. that she's, I think that naturally gives her an affinity toward this answer. And okay. when in doubt, follow the unicorn. It's Ooh. a Russian military helmet. Yes. <gasps> Ooh. <Whoa>. There you <laughs> go. It's, it's always better to follow the unicorn than be followed by a unicorn. It's so very, know. very true. You don't want it to get too close. Well, you get covered uh, in rainbows when you follow a unicorn. That's, that's a good point. Yes. <laughs> and you get a good point if it follows you. So there you go. Uh, Monty. <laughs> oh, God. Um, what was the last one about Norway? 
a traditional Norwegian savory pastry. Mm, that sounds good. I'll have one of those, please. Mmm. Pickle hub. <laughs> all right. Well, you were the last guesser, so let's see how that all went down. Tiff thought that a pickle hob might be the irresistible urge to do something unadvisable. Like play low definition. There's, yeah, there's the first. The second was <laughs> picking that answer, which was Kathy Campbell's. Oh, Thank you, Tiff. Brian thought that pickle hob might be that delightful feeling of having fuzzy teeth. Mmm, fuzzy teeth. That was actually supplied by Tiff. Fuzzy, t- fuzzy Tiff, we'll call her from now on. Wow, that was some good bluffing earlier when you you acted like you were reacting it to it for the first time. It was your answer. <laughs> I can't be trusted. Everything sounds grosser when Steve says it. <laughs> I agree. Uh, Monty, you thought Pickle Hob was a traditional... So <laughs> <laughs> hey, Monty. <laughs> you thought pickle hob was a traditional Norwegian savory pastry. And you were wrong. That was Adel's uh, response. So. Oh, hell yeah. One point <laughs> to you, sir. Can I say I was so close to saying that uh, pickle hob was a Justin Roiland, Bill Watterson crossover? <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> Where Justin will... Hobbs has a pickle hob. I was going to say <laughs> a Rick and Morty up. fan. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> And speaking of Adel, he, Kathy, and Chip all thought that a pickle hob was a Prussian military helmet with a spike on the top. And they are correct. That is a pickle hob. Yay! Two points each to the three of you. Oh, man, it's never the cultural helmet. (laughs) (laughs) This time it is. So after two rounds, Tiff and Kathy are now tied for the lead with four points each. Monty and Adel are now tied for third place with three points each. Chip has two. He's in fifth. Brian has one in sixth. I got nothing. But I'm okay with that. Hey, I don't care, man. I'm just a host. All right, so let's move on to round three. Let's, uh, let's do something a little different this time. Let's do a round of what I call Goo Complete Me. Oh, for this no. round, yes. Oh, Yes. <laughs> Uh, For this round, I went to www.google.com, and I typed in a couple of words. Uh, Then Google, (laughs) using secret algorithms and arcane magics, suggested a couple of options for what I might be about to type next. Uh, For example, when I typed the phrase, what if Mr. Spock, Google was convinced that I was searching for, what if Mr. Spock married an Earth woman? So I'm going to tell you what I just typed into Google. And I want you to tell me Google Autocomplete's top suggestion for what I might be searching for. So, uh, as we record this episode, uh, San Diego Comic-Con is winding to a close, uh, but the disinfection and deodorizing process is just getting started. So, uh, it seems like a good time for me to type the following into Google. Why do nerds... Why do nerds... I just want you to tell me what it was that Google suggested I might be searching for when I typed in, why do nerds? And I'd like you to do that for me now. (laughs) Why do nerds? Every time you're near. Why do nerds just want to have fun? (laughs) All right. All of the answers are in. 
I typed the phrase, why do nerds into Google? And Google responded with an autocomplete suggestion. Uh, one of these is it. The rest are filthy lies. So here we go. Why do nerds like spaceships? Spaceship! <laughs> <laughs> Why do nerds fart so much? <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> oh, no. All right, you're off the show. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> he found the out, guys. Oh, man. Why do nerds always get the girl? Why do nerds make the most money? Why do nerds make Apple stores smell weird? Because they fart so much. Could be. Why do nerds live in their parents' basement? <laughs> or why do nerds wear fedoras? Hmm. One of those is what Google responded back with when I typed in why do nerds into their little box. And the first to get to figure out which one it is, is Tiff. Oh. Um, it's a toss between two very different things. Make the most money and live in their parents' basement. Which I've seen some nerds do both of those things at the same time. <laughs> I mean, literally all of these things could be just one person. True. <laughs> yes. The, the always get the girl say, seems unlikely given the rest of the answers, but beyond that one. People like to Google stuff about money, so I'm going to go with make the most money. I okay. think someone would Google trying to figure out how to make the most money. So yeah, I'm going to go with that one. Sure. All right, Kathy. Uh, so many great answers. Well. They're just, they're just so great. So great, Steve. Mm. Uh, uh, Have I mentioned you're my favorite player, Kathy? <laughs> Yay. I get it twice in one game, so that means it's true, right? <laughs> um, yes. Uh, <laughs> what was the last one? Why do nerds wear fedoras? Uh, more hats. Yeah, I oh, know. Boy. I, I'm like kind of feeling that one, but that is very hat-related. Mm. Uh, oh, I'm oh. sorry. Did I up? Sorry, I won't talk. <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna go with Tiff's uh, most money thing because that's kind of where I was feeling. So Tiff, we're on the same page this time. All right, we're all in right. The boat. Couple of money grubbers, you two. Shh. Shh. All right, Adel. Why do nerds? Uh, I feel like I have to go with the get the girl. Sure. Why wouldn't you? Do they though? Why do nerds actually is a self-contained question. <laughs> That's very true. Why do nerds? It's because they make the most money. Hey, Chip. I'm torn. Um, there's a lot of in. Are you all out of faith there. as well? Ooh. Uh, there's there's a lot of in. Finally, there. Natalie wow. and Bruley a joke. Finally. <laughs> These are Everybody the drink. <laughs> Bingo. Actually, technically, that was an Edna Swap joke. <laughs> I'm suddenly imagining a fedora with a spike coming out the top. <laughs> why? What I are you don't planning? No, but why? Just I'm 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 feeling the urge to pick that one. I'm feeling the urge to you know. There's a lot of resentment out there. Why do nerds get the? Uh, 
That's an irresistible urge to do something unadvisable, Chip. I'm going to follow the unicorn. I'm, cool. Let's make the most money. Let's make the most money. All right. I've got the brains. You've got the looks. Ooh, deep cut. Not really. No. Doesn't really not work. If, not either. if you were alive at the right time, Brian. Hey, Monty. Yes, Steve. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Also, I'd like to know uh, why do nerds? Oh, uh, everyone afra- everyone is afraid of that fedora thing. I think it's right. Why really? do nerds wear fedoras, Steve? Why? Why indeed? Why? Why? Right. I will put you down for one fedora then, fancy Ooh, or otherwise. Brian. I was dead set on fedoras until Tiff mentioned it's another hat-related answer. <laughs> now I'm really torn. I didn't stop that- your friend Monty. Well, that's true, but uh, hmm, I'm really torn between wear fedoras and live in their parents' basement because I'm imagining like some self-loathing nerd being like, why do I live like this? So I'm imagining, hmm. Has anyone picked to live in their parents' basement yet? I don't think no, so. No, not yet. It's uh, usually kind of, of a last resort. No, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> live in their parents' basement. Final answer. Final answer. Okay. Great. Well, let's find out then uh, which one of you was right, if anybody. Um, let's start with the threesome that went with why do nerds make oh, the most crazy. money? Uh oh. I would be Tiff, Kathy, and Chip. <laughs> you guys just gave Adele a whole bunch of points. Oh. oh. Good job, Adele. Finally, Adele and threesome was mentioned in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Very compound sentence, but all right. Take that, high <laughs> and you make the most money, so you got that to go as well. <laughs> oh, I was uh, oh, hey, speaking of uh, uh, speaking of Adele, <laughs> he thought that uh, why do nerds always get the girl might be something people type a lot into Google. Um, maybe that's true for Chip, who wrote that answer, but not for anybody else. So one point to Chip. Brian, meanwhile, thought why do nerds live in their parents' basement was the right answer. That was actually Kathy's answer, so point to uh. Kathy for that. And that leaves Monty, who thought, why do nerds wear fedoras might be something people were very curious about on the internet. If that's correct, I swear. Okay, you might as well start swearing, because why do nerds wear fedoras Ah, is, in fact, the first thing that came up in a Google search for why do nerds. It's the hat episode. The hats. Fedora the Explorer. I'm never not voting for a hat. So, after three rounds of this silliness, whoa, the new guy is in first place with six points. Way to go, Adel Rafai. Oh, yeah. Hmm. (laughs) Second place with five points. Uh, Actually, it's a two-way tie. Monty and Kathy each have five points. Hello. Uh, In fourth place with four points is Tiff. Back in the middle with you. Fifth place is Chip (laughs) with three points. Sixth place is Brian Hamilton with one point. But watch out. He makes... He makes late runs for the for the winner's circle. It's yeah. it's been shown to be the case. So uh, watch out for him. What about you, Steve? How many points do you have? What about me, Monty? You got any points? Zero. Okay, it's zero. You want my points, Steve? You can have it if you want. No, it's all right. I'll be okay. Okie doke. Well, uh, let's move on to round four then. Round four is a regular old word round. Although in this case, the word was provided by a listener. This is a listener word. From listener Mikkel or possibly Michael. I don't know. You guys need to send phonetic pronunciations in with your names. I can't pronounce everything. So the word sent in by listener whatever his name is, is... Posillavy. Posillavy. That's P-O-C-I-L. 
L-O-V-Y, posyllivy. Please send me your definition for the word posyllivy now. I'm loving it. <laughs> no, no, you missed a couple of the notes there. A couple of butters. God, now I want a Big Mac. I want a random number. <laughs> 64. Hang on, I got to bring up random.org. I can't I can't just make one up. I can't guarantee that it would be random. But random.org does. <laughs> yeah, this one's pretty good. This one's not so good. <laughs> the number? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm or just I'm nice I'm clicking the random number org. generator on random.org and trying to find my favorite. <laughs> Hey, I make no judgment, Steve. We all know which one's your favorite. <laughs> nice. Do you? All right. All of the definitions are in for the word posyllivy. Uh, here they are. Posyllivy. A rural homestead. A tendency to fall asleep when surrounded by pillows. An obsession for popping pimples. The science of growing corn for bourbon. The hobby of collecting egg cups. <laughs> <laughs> Furiously takes notes. How do I become an, a, a low-definition auteur? What I do is a science. What you do is a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Why do nerds have hobbies but scientists have science? <laughs> <laughs> a character in Pirandello's play, Six Characters in Search of an Author. Or, someone who stares at you while you eat, hoping you'll share your food with them. <laughs> a dog? <laughs> it's called a dog. Down, Pasilovi, down! <laughs> All right, those are your options, such as they are, for the word Pasilovi. And the first to get to guess amongst them this round is Kathy. Oh. Okay, that that's staring at food one. I'm imagining a puppy. Big eyes. Glaring. Don't imagine a puppy. Uh, okay, I the exact opposite. We're going with popping pimples. Okay. Let's go. Stares at your pimples. <laughs> hoping to No wait. <laughs> Addle. Um, so before I got onto this, uh, onto the podcast about a half hour ago, uh -huh. I was washing dishes and listening to the Beatles. So with that train of logic, I'm going to go, Paul is dead. I am the egg man. Cuckoo, cuckoo, <laughs> the one about eggs. Okay. <laughs> that is flawless. Uh, Chip. Um... I have no idea. So I'm going to go with someone who stares at you while you eat. Sure. Uh-oh, the spread is happening. <laughs> We're spreading. It's an impromptu spread, though. It's not a planned spread That's like true. Glenn likes to arrange. Okay, Monty, you're up. Strategic spread. A couple weeks ago, I was reading the Wikipedia <laughs> entry for six characters in search of an author. 
Were you now? <laughs> I was. And I don't remember anything <laughs> about it. <laughs> and I came up with this definition. <laughs> but I know the characters in the Twilight Zone episode that's sort of based on it. But they're just named things like Cowboy and Ballerina. Yes, and uh, like Bagpiper or something. Yeah. So that doesn't help a whole lot. Wasn't that a no exit? It wasn't a very interesting <clears throat> anecdote either, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Don't worry. We would so agree with you. I'm going with the science of growing corn for bourbon because I like the moxie of whoever made that up and decided to declare it a science. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I liked it for a reason, but I just couldn't put my finger on it. Now I understand. Uh, I feel it like there's more moxie. of an art to it personally, but you know, science if you'd like. Brian. Or if you're nasty. Miss <laughs> Jackson, if you're nasty. <laughs> if I was picking my favorite theater warm-ups, I would pick a rural homestead. Rural homestead. Rural homestead. Rural homestead. You say that a bunch of times before you go on stage to get your diction down. Instead, but instead, you're going I'm to pick gonna... your pimples, right? Mm, no, 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 no. Well, hmm, maybe. It's, it's between that and egg cups. Uh, you know what? It's not the pimples. I'm going with egg cups. Okay. Uh, and that leaves Tiff. I can't stop doodling egg cups, so whoever had that definition really deserves it, although the bourbon corn is very good, too. So they're my honorable mention, but I'm going to go with egg cups. Okay. Well, then, all the guesses are in. And some of you may have gotten the right answer. I don't know. Oh, actually, I do. Some? Never mind. <laughs> he said some. He said some. Why did I say something? Maybe it's because Adel, Brian, and Tiff all correctly guessed that Pocillavi is the hobby of collecting egg cups. Yes! Yes! I don't know why that's a thing or why there's a word for it, but uh, there you go. A couple of hard-boiled detectives. Okay. The devil made him do it. (laughs) Oh, man. They they go to uh, craft fairs and poach them out. God, these yolks are terrible. <laughs> Kathy thought that Posillavi might be an obsession obsession for popping pimples. That actually was Tiff's answer, so... Oh. Point to Tiff. Monty enjoyed the science of growing corn for bourbon, which was Brian's answer. Okay, if you're going to debate that, that, that's a science. That's a different podcast. Come on. Okay. Science or I not? I mean, we can start that podcast. Science it's no dumber than some of the ones not. I've listened to. Science or not... And that leaves Chip, who I, I don't think he really thought that Posillavi meant someone who stares at you while you eat, hoping you'll share your food with them. But his Hail Mary guess was that. And that was Kathy Campbell's answer. So another point to Kathy. <laughs> Thanks for following the unicorn. So after four rounds. A catchphrase. I was just going to say that. <laughs> Adel is still in the lead with eight points. Tiff is close behind him in second place with seven. In third place with six points is Kathy. In fourth place with five points is Monty. In fifth place with four points is Brian. In sixth place with three points is Chip. Yes, it goes eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Wow. Oh, nine. Zero. <laughs> Wait, but who that's has zero? Okay. Oh, that would be me. Steve. Are you sure? Yep. Oh, cool. Pretty sure. All right. The word for round five is Dasapigal. <laughs> Dasapigal, that's spelled D-A-S-Y-P-Y-G-A-L. Dasapigal. 
Please, won't you send me your definitions for the word dasapigal? Now. No sad faces yet this round. I'm pretty pleased with that. The sad face is the column on my spreadsheet that gets a number in it if somebody correctly gives me the right definition. Everybody hates that. <laughs> and players who do it too much aren't invited back. <laughs> they actually, you know, David actually self banned himself. That was not my doing. <laughs> oh, sure. He went looking for a pro team to play with. Yeah, he was just too good for us. He had to leave the amateur circuit. Yeah, he moved on to the professional circuit. All right, all of the definitions are in, such as they are, for Dasapigal. I'm going to read them now. You can't hide from them any longer. Dasapigal. An object lodged in the ear canal. A vestigial finger-like projection from the body. Oh, this is getting <laughs> terrible. So fast. <laughs> Having hairy buttocks. <laughs> I'm glad we're all on the medical train here. <laughs> Get me the off number, the medical train. You <laughs> too. The number that correlates to the population of a specific region in Europe, disregarding country borders. A measurement derived from the distance a camel can travel before dying of dehydration. <laughs> oh, poor camel. Pretending to work while not doing anything productive. Or a misdiagnosis from a doctor. One of those, believe it or not, is the real definition for the word <laughs> dasapigal. I, I don't believe you. And the first to get to guess amongst them is our current leader, Adel Rafai. Uh, even though my sister was crowned misdiagnosis 2010, <laughs> I'm going to guess the one that was the, uh, what was a finger-like... Um, Did a doctor crown her that, by the way? <laughs> uh-huh. Well, she crowned for sure. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. I don't know if I should be laughing at these jokes anymore. Hey, I'm just <laughs> so having confused. fun. I don't care about the rest of you. Just having some fun. So um, did you want me to give you the finger or? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. The finger is yours. Mm. All right, Chip, Addle's on the finger. What would you like? Dass a thing in the ear canal. Dass a thing in the ear canal? That sounds pretty good. Let's uh let's move on to Monty. Uh I like the sound of that finger like protrusion too. Give me one of those. Okay. <laughs> Would you like it in your ear? Yes, please. Wherever you got it. Brian. Hmm. I like hairy butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> choo choo, indeed. Tiff. Can you read the Harry Butt definition again? <laughs> I just want to make sure. I mean, it's only three words. It's if, three great words, though. You just you just want to hear it? Yeah, Should I do just, it real slow? Whatever pace you desire. All right, as here slow comes. as you can go, Steve. I'd love to hear it. Here it comes. Slow jam the definition there, Steve. Here it comes. <laughs> just do it. Having. Ooh, good word. <laughs> Harry. Mm, oh, like yeah, even better. yeah, come on, come on. 
Finish it. Finish it. Finish it. Mm, buttocks. <laughs> Everything else was <laughs> so long. I found that a little disappointing. <laughs> Everything else was so long, and I just I thought there was more to that one. Um, uh, read the finger one real quick. Actual quick. A vestigial. No, just do it fast. I want it fast. A vestigial finger-like projection from the body. Okay. <laughs> um. Ah. Uh. Two-hour show, uh, Tiff. Uh, I know, I know. All oh, right, right. We have we have time. I'm sorry. I was thinking about the camel. Okay, okay. Um, um, hairy butts. Hairy butts. <laughs> hey, uh, excuse me. We got a hairy butts here. Hairy butts. Who's calling for hairy butts? Oh no, no, I can't. I don't want that one. <laughs> Won't someone think of the camel? <laughs> he died. <laughs> Did I hear that correctly? Are you off the hairy butts now? Oh no! She already took her hand off the chest piece. Or or are you still deeply invested in hairy buttocks? (laughs) It's either camels or butts. No, Uh, butts. Hairy butts. Okay. That's your final answer. I think you broke the unicorn. (laughs) Speaking of the unicorn, Kathy, you get to guess next. How would you like a nice set of hairy buttocks? I can't breathe. <laughs> well, I'm glad they come as a set because just getting one is weird. Yes. <laughs> okay. <Whew. sighs> I'm going with the camel. Okay. <laughs> Although camels probably do have hairy buttocks. <laughs> I've never checked. It's a twofer. <sighs> So it is. All right. Well, uh, all the S's are in. So uh, why don't we start uh, with Chip, who thought that Dasapigal might be an object lodged in the ear canal. It's not. That was Monty's answer. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I expected like a trumpet or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm acting like I've been there before, Steve. Yeah. All right. That's cool. <laughs> I don't need to spike it every time. All right. Well, spike this. You and Adel each thought that a vestigial finger-like projection from the body might be a dasapigal. That was actually Chip's finger-like projection that you both piled onto. (laughs) (laughs) Kathy, meanwhile, thought that... uh, a dasapigal might be a measurement derived from the distance a camel can travel before dying of dehydration. She should know by now that an answer that ridiculous could only have come from Tiff. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Damn you it. for thinking of the camel. <laughs> it's the ship that did the dasapigal in less than 12 parsecs. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of ridiculous, Brian and Tiff both decided that dasapigal might be the word for having hairy buttocks. If they're right, they each get two points. If they're wrong, I get my first five-point win. Oh, no. Too bad for me that dasapigal is the word for having hairy buttocks. Yes! Yes! (laughs) Ah, go hairy butts. (laughs) I like hairy butts, and I cannot lie. Yeah. 
All righty. So after five rounds, here's how the scores break down. Tiff is now in the lead with 10 points. Oh, yes. Adel is still close behind. He's in second with eight. We've got a two-way tie for third with six points each. Monty and Brian. I'm sorry, make that a three-way tie. Kathy's in there as well. Yes. And in sixth place with a still respectable five points, it's Chips at Earth. We won't even talk about this zero-point guy here at the end. There's not much point. Hey, look, everybody, that brings us to round six, which is the crazy crazy round. round. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's the crazy round, everybody, where anything can happen. And the word for the crazy round, round six, is balachong. Whoa. (laughs) Balachong. (laughs) That's spelled B-A-L-A-C-H-O-N-G. Balachong. So, won't you please send me your definitions for the word balachong now. I can breathe again. We're good. Don't say anything funny. Okay. I don't think there's much much fear of that. <laughs> Why would we start now? All right, everybody. Hey. It's the crazy round. Crazy. Oh, right. Just Woo! thought I'd remind you of that in case anything happens. Because it might. The word for round six was balachong, and all the answers are in for that word. Balachong. I'm going to read them now. Here they are. Balachong. A grilled pineapple flatbread. Mm. Mm -hmm. A relish-like condiment made from dried shrimp and spices. Are people getting hungry? (laughs) Yeah, we're getting all foodie. (laughs) We're going to need some more hats. <clears throat> the discontinued line of clothing from Billabong that was aimed exclusively at children. <laughs> oh my. Oh. Perfect. You really don't want to market Billabongs for children. Uh, actually, that's a tobacco water pipe, sir. Are you going to have to say that or I'm going to ask you to leave the store? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, tobacco. A necklace made of leather and shark's teeth. The uncomfortable feeling of wearing new or rough underwear. Why would you a species <laughs> rough? <laughs> I like it rough. A species of grass. Or the conductor of a Chinese orchestra. That's what you gotta choose from for the word Balachong. And the first to get to decide, lucky you, Chips at Earth, it's you. <clears throat> Can I phone a friend? No. Uh, Can you you find a friend? Sadly, no. (laughs) Well, then you can't call him. Chip, you've got a friend in me. Or her. I think uh, I'm going to go with the relish-like condiment made from dried shrimp and spices. Okay. You do that. Monty. Well, as we all know, billabong clothes are exclusively for sophisticated adults. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with that cool necklace with the shark teeth and the other stuff. Yes, a billabong product. (laughs) (laughs) Okie doke, Brian. Hmm, I I think I'm jumping on the necklace too. It hurts because it's shark's teeth, but I'm jumping on it. Yeah, I don't recommend that. Ow, my feet. 
Okay, Tiff. I didn't like any of these. Me neither. Let's discard this round and move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was the one after that the would Billabong be crazy. clothes? Uh, the necklace made of leather and shark's teeth. And the one after that. The uncomfortable feeling of wearing new or rough underwear. Ugh. And the last, the very last one. The conductor of a Chinese oh, orchestra. That was terrible, too. Oh, the With... relish. I don't want to do it, but it's uh, the relish. Sure. You don't Wait, relish that? If I you don't, don't want to do it, don't do it. No one's making no, it. No, no. I don't like any of the other ones. Oh, boy. This is, this is rough. It is rough, like underwear, like new underwear. Oh, I hate that feeling. <laughs> God, I hate it when my smell, ball is chong. New underwear feeling. <laughs> sometimes they're all so good, and other times it's not. I'm sorry. Mm, Kathy Mine's Campbell. in there, too. Yeah. Hey, Kathy. Uh, what was the first one again? A grilled pineapple flatbread. Oof. <laughs> Sounds really yummy. Mm. Uh but I don't. Uh, okay, we're uh, going with the necklace. Give me okay, a necklace. Wow, no spread happening here. This is a pile on two different answers. Ow, my feet. <laughs> Sorry. And now that now the tops and the bottoms hurt. That's <laughs> that's tough. Hey, Adel. Yo. Uh, What's a ball someone, as someone who enjoys food and uh, very epicurious, I feel like I know there's sambal sauce and I know there's gachigang, which is like a Thai or Asian. Uh, wait, are you coming on to me? I am. <laughs> I'm very epicurious. Let's try something. Um, but I feel like Go to bed, Glenn's be... kid. <laughs> I feel like it's got to be the shrimp uh, paste. What was that? Shrimp. The relish-like condiment the made relish from dried condiment. shrimps and spices. Yeah, I think it's... Well, I mean, two people agree with you. or shrimp? <laughs> all righty then. Well, it's uh, if it's one of these two, you're all happy. If it's any of the other ones, I'm happy. So, um, hmm, let's see. Will I be happy or not? Probably not. Let's find out. Monty, Brian, and Kathy each thought that a balachong might be a necklace made of leather and shark's teeth... You know who's happy about that is Chip Sutterth. Oh. I think that's because oh, that was shit. his answer. I followed the chip. The unicorn didn't follow me. You I know where you points. can dip the chip into the relish-like condiment? Whoa. And speaking of that relish-like condiment, Chip himself and Tiff and Adel all thought that a balachong might be a relish-like condiment made from dried shrimp and spices. And that was... Correct. Oh. Oh. Holy cow. Two Holy points each cow. to the three of yous. I Great job. My did what I think happened just how... happen? Uh, I don't know. What did you think just happened? I don't know. I'm at the edge of my seat waiting for the score rundown. You got a whole <laughs> bunch of points if that's what you're thinking. Well, let's see then. Uh, at the end of the crazy round, what's what uh, that scoreboard looks like? Tiff is in first place with 12 points. Mm. She could be running away with this thing. Watch out for her. Meanwhile, Adel and Chip are now tied for second with 10 points each. Whoa! Now, oh, you were less impressed by that than I was expecting. <laughs> tied for second? Good golly! <laughs> well, fine then. I guess you'll be really less, less than excited about the fact that Monty, Brian, and Kathy are all tied for fourth with six points each. Yay! Oh, God, I don't understand you people at all. I have six points. I'm so scared. 
Yeah, you should be. <laughs> you should be. I've got no points. Whatever. I don't care. Aww. You know what, though? Let's do something a little different for round seven. Let's do a round of what I call paperback writer. Hey, listen, as the local Gladys Kravitz, I like to keep up with what the neighbors are up to, and that includes what they've been reading. So this morning I walked over to the little lending library that a Boy Scout helpfully erected in my neighborhood a while back. I should really not use erected Boy Scout in the same (laughs) sentence. (laughs) Go to bed. Do you want to redo that one? Hey, when I got to that little lending library, I reached inside (laughs) and I pulled out a book at random. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read you the title of that book, and I'm going to read you the blurb on the back. Blurb. I should probably not use the word blurb and Boy Scout in the same sentence either. (laughs) Blurb. All you guys need to do is write for me the first sentence of the book. And today, the Little Lending Library ejaculated this wonderful title. (laughs) (laughs) The book's title is this. Francine Pascal's Sweet Valley High number 79, The Long Lost Brother. Well, here's what the back of the book has to say for itself. Looks can be deceiving. It's no secret that pretty popular Sarah Eastbourne has a twin brother named Tim. Sarah had told her friends at Sweet Valley High that Tim chose to live with their father on the East Coast when their parents were divorced. But she didn't tell them that Tim was in reform school. (gasps) Exclamation mark. Now Tim's out of reform school and ready to start a new life in Sweet Valley with Sarah and their mother. Sarah desperately wants Tim to keep his criminal past a secret. When Tim becomes friends with Elizabeth Wakefield and starts dating Sarah's best friend, Amanda Hayes, Sarah is afraid that the truth will come out and her social life at Sweet Valley High will be ruined. Tim has betrayed her before, and she isn't going to let him do it again, no matter what. So uh, that's uh, that's what's on the back of The Long Lost Brother. Oh, that's dense. By the way, the publication date is listed as September 1st, 1991. Hope that helps. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll just delete my mention of iPads, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Texting probably doesn't turn Sarah up. Sarah got on her on. smartphone. <laughs> so won't you please send me the first sentence to the classic novel Francine Pascal's Sweet Valley High number 79, comma, The Long Lost Brother. Now. Blood ran down the walls. My brother was never to be seen again. <laughs> I can't listen to you people. I'm composing a masterpiece. Excuse me. God, every book should start with blood ran down the walls. <laughs> Slayer would get so many rights publication. God, royalties. this Berenstain be Bear new, story like... is much darker than I was expecting. <laughs> all right, all of the first sentences are in for the long lost brother, number 79 in the Sweet Valley High series. By Francine Pascal, or somebody. Here are all the first sentences. I hope you enjoy them. 16-year-old Elizabeth Wakefield, a junior at Sweet Valley High, tapped the eraser end of her pencil against her chin. Well, I heard he's six feet tall and covered in muscles, Elizabeth said. 
When he walked into school for the first time, all the girls noticed his tan. The opening bell rang on a perfectly normal day at Sweet Valley High. Have you ever looked in a mirror and thought your reflection wasn't moving in sync with you? <laughs> As the blood red down. <laughs> Silent Hill 3, the long lost brother. Oh, wait, that wasn't another one. Oops, sorry, delete. Okay, there we go. The sun beamed down on Sweet Valley on a day when everything seemed safe, secure, and peaceful. Sounds nice. Or, Sarah walked down the stairs, adjusting her hair as she prepared to do battle with the person in her kitchen. <laughs> all right. So, those are all the first sentences. And the first to get to guess amongst them is Monty Ashley. Um, well, I like the ones that don't have anything to do with the story and just kind of talk about what a nice day it was. But I'm going to go with that one at the very first one where she's tapping her uh, chin with the eraser. Okie doke. Brian. I like Monty's plan. Uh, I like all the ones that have nothing to do with the story. So I'm going to go with uh, the opening bell rang on a perfectly normal school day at Sweet Valley High. Okie doke. Tiff. I want the one with like the darkness reflecting facial leaking or whatever it had. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, the Chiodos lyric, right. <laughs> oh, okay, we're talking about the mirror one? Yeah, yeah. What did it okay. Say? Like, your face was melting. What, what was it? it was yeah, that was exactly it. <laughs> Have you ever looked in a mirror and thought your reflection wasn't moving in sync with you? Yeah, that sounds okay. like melting. Sure. That's what I heard anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like, do we all see the same color? You know, that kind of thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, Kathy. What's the first sentence of The Long Lost Brother? Uh, the sun beaming down thing. Okay. On a day when everything seemed safe, secure, and peaceful. Yes. Like it. All right, In Al. the world. Sorry. <laughs> uh, purely based on my own circumstances right now, where I told my roommate not to use the kitchen for, for the next <laughs> week. <laughs> and yet he decided to cook a full meal and then immediately do the dishes before he even ate. Uh, I'm going to go with... What was and it? then he put go. some girls on, for God's sake, roommate. <laughs> Come on. Um, let it be, let it bleed. They're just copying one another. Um, so I'm going to go with the one that was like... Prepared to do battle with whoever's in the kitchen. All righty. Perfect. And that leaves Chip. Uh, six foot tall and covered in muscle sounds too much like a Me. minute work song. <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to follow Monte's lead on this one. The eraser. Eraser. All right. You got it, dude. All right. Well, let's start with that one then. Since Monty and Chip oh, both crap. thought it might be the first sentence. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Chip. <laughs> they both thought the first sentence might be 16-year-old Elizabeth Wakefield, a junior at Sweet Valley High, tapped the eraser end of her pencil against her chin. And that is, in fact, the first sentence of The Long Lost Whoa. Brother. What? So two points each for Monty and Chip. 
Thanks, Chip. Yep. Thank you, Monty. <laughs> Brian thought it might be the society. <laughs> Brian thought it might be the opening bell rang on a perfectly normal day at Sweet Valley High. That was Monty's answer. And thank you, Brian. <laughs> Kathy thought that the sun beamed down on Sweet Valley on a day when everything seemed safe, secure, and peaceful sounded good. It's totally. And, and then the aliens was, came. That sounded especially good to Chip because that was his answer. Oh. Adel went with Sarah, walked down the stairs, adjusting her hair as she prepared to do battle with the person in her kitchen. Uh, that was Kathy's answer, so point to Kathy for that one. Woo! And Tiff went with the face melting or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever looked in a mirror and thought your reflection wasn't moving in sync with you? That was actually Adel's answer, so point to you wow. for that. I dig it. It's kind of dark. It is. Adel, I think you need to replace your mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> all right so after round seven here's how the scores break down hey guess who's in the lead right now chips at earth <gasps> i know i didn't believe it either it's you with 13 points <gasps> holy cow tiff is in a close second with 12 points adel is in third with 11 monty is in fourth with nine kathy is in fifth with seven brian is in six with six i got nothing so let's move on to round eight and the word for round eight is seat. Seat. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's spelled. Really? That's it? C-E-T-E. Seat. Please send me your definitions for the word seat. Now. I still can't stop thinking about that poor camel. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's not just one camel. If they have to measure a country, they have to, like, ride several camels to death each time they want to measure it. No, just one. Just one camel out. And then and then wherever you find its dead body, that's how you measure how long that is, and then that becomes the measurement. You know, as the, as the camel dies, you know. I don't have a the... piece of string that long. It's just... I come back home and I say, well, I killed four camels, so that's how big the country is. <laughs> But you just have to kill one and then measure it after that. All right, all of the answers are in for the word seat. And I am sorry to point out that we have our first sad face. Oh, I knew this word worried me. And that is because Adel Rafai apparently knows things. Oh, my God. It is frog. <laughs> you don't have to sound so surprised. <laughs> what? <laughs> get out. So he will get three points, and his answer is thrown in the garbage, because it was right. So I'm going to read the rest of them, and uh, those of you who are left get to guess amongst them. So here they are. The word was seat. A mayoral proclamation. Sediment left after urban flooding. To derive pleasure from. A group of badgers. A gray crystalline solid used chiefly in the manufacture of commercial and military detonators. Or a brightly colored ascot. One of those is the correct definition for the word seat. And the first to guess amongst them will be Brian Hamilton. Hey, Brian. Hmm. Seat yourself, won't you? Not to metagame here, but what would Adel Refine know? 
Hmm. I'm thinking it's, crystalline solids, probably. Uh, it's too easy to go with the Badgers. I'm going with the Badgers. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. All right, Tiff. It's either mayoral or badgers. Badger, 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 badger. Mushroom, mushroom. The seat of badgers. C-E-T-E. No, because usually nouns of assembly are actually other words. Like a parliament of owls. A murder of crows. A unicorn of Kathy's. (laughs) A pile of camels. (laughs) <laughs> dead they're all in the same place because they all had to wander off in the same direction to measure they had to verify the last guy's measurement <sighs> measure twice cut once am i right <laughs> um i'm going to go with the mayoral mayoral that's hard to say mayoral <laughs> <laughs> That one, the okay. decree. <laughs> a mayoral proclamation for yeah, you. you Okie doke. Next up is Kathy. I proclaim the mayor one. Say it. Mayoral. See, the trick is to just give the answer without having to actually say that really difficult word. So you sound smarter. Right? Oh. Right? Mm. I sound smarter? No. Okay. Mm. Adel mm. doesn't get to guess because he ruined my fun, so Chip gets to guess next. Um, I'm feeling the batters. I mean the badgers. Hey, someone's listening to Gamma World. Well, you really should stop feeling the badgers. Did you <laughs> ask for consent first? They bite. I think that's what he was going for. Monty, you're up. <laughs> um... I love the idea that Adel just knows things about badgers. <laughs> but I think he is a man who knows things about sediments. So my answer is the sediment one. Okay. You're going to take us on a sedimental journey with that answer. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. Well, then, why don't we start with that one? Monty thought that seat was sediment left after urban flooding. He was wrong. That was sediment left by Tiff. <laughs> Speaking of Tiff, she and Kathy both thought that seat was a mayoral, mayoral, oh man, <laughs> it's catching, a mayoral proclamation. They were both wrong. That was Monty's answer, so tit for tat on that Uh-oh. one. Uh-oh. And that leaves Brian and Chip, both of whom thought that a seat might be a group of badgers. And they were absolutely correct. A seat Yay! is... The name for a group of badgers, which tells us two things. First of all, Adel Rafai actually does some research for his podcast, and everybody else needs to <laughs> listen to more podcasts. Uh, Adel, do you mind if I say it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, BB. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I read a... <laughs> feeling, feeling terrible that I knew nothing about badgers. I read a book on badgers, and I feel like seats, muscaloids, like there's a few things that just like kept being repeated so it kind of stuck in my craw so after round eight chip is in the lead still with 15 points adel is close behind with 14 tiff is hot on his hairy buttocks with 13 points (laughs) 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 Uh, monty's in fourth with 11 points brian he's got eight he's in fifth kathy's in sixth place with seven points 
I still got nothing. Hey, guess what, people? So uh, this is round nine, and we're going to do something a little different this round. We're going to play a um, a round I like to call a Lost in Translation, or as yes. the Portuguese know it, Love is a Strange Place. <laughs> The way this works is uh, when American movies are released in other countries, their names are frequently changed to something that might be more appealing to the locals. For example, if you wanted to rent the movie Die Hard in Norway, you'd go to Norwegian Redbox, whatever that's called, Roadbooks or something, <laughs> and look for it under the name Action Skyscraper. So I'm going to give you the name of a movie. <laughs> And the name of a country, and I want you to tell me what that movie is known as in that country. And the movie for this, the final round, one way or the other, is The Producers. The Mel Brooks film, The Producers. I want you to tell me what that movie is known as in Italy. So please, send me the Italian title for Mel Brooks' The Producers. Oh, no. Now, <laughs> does Godwin's law apply to podcasts? I forget. Guess which Mel Brooks movie I've never seen. The producers. Yep. Robin Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> yeah. oh, 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 no, the 12 no, chairs. Saw that the 12 one. chairs. Saw that one. The Frankenstein one. To be or not <sighs> to be. All right, all of the Italian titles are in for Mel Brooks, the producers. I will now read them, and you get to guess which one is the real title. So, the producers, <laughs> the aristocrats, I couldn't help myself, the producers, the fascist farce, <laughs> the men who seduced old women, Playing Fools. These men are trying to fail. Please do not touch the old ladies. <laughs> the Nazi play in a play. Or Nazi moron business scheme. <laughs> <laughs> One of those is... Legitimately, the title that the producers is known as in Italy, and the first to get to decide which is which is Tiff. Please do not touch the old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to. <laughs> Just please don't. Okay. Just don't. I don't like them. to believe you, Steve. Kathy. What was the one with the fool? Playing fools. Or, I would like that one, please. Okay. Adel. I'm going to go with Playing Fools as well. All righty. Chip. I'm going with Playing Fools as well. All righty then. Uh-oh. Monty. Uh, yeah, all the leaders like Playing Fools. I'm just going to draft along with them. <laughs> playing Fools, please. Why wouldn't you? And Brian. Playing Fools is my favorite, too, but, hmm, well, yeah, with heck, Playing Fools. What the heck, Brian? What the heck? So, let's see what happened there. Boy, this is going to be quick, because only two were picked. Why don't we start with Tiff? 
<laughs> Who's the, the only wolf. one that went with the answer? Please do not touch the old ladies. <laughs> and in fact, the producers in Italy is known as Per favore non toccate <laughs> le vecchiette. Oh, no. Please oh, do not God. touch the old ladies. Yes. So two points to Tiff for that one. Oh, no. Yeah, and that leaves the five rest of you people, all of whom thought Playing Fools sounded like a really good Italian title for the producers. Oh, oh, no. And it was, given the fact that all five of you went for it. Hmm, logically, it would almost have to And it is, in fact, Tiff's answer. So (laughs) five points to Tiff from that. You know what that means, ladies and gentlemen. We have a legitimate winner. Hard on or not, we have a legitimate winner. I got up and I'm jumping. (laughs) Tiffany Armin has won low definition 17 with 20 points. Wow. I'm so happy for you. Thank you, Steve. Holy mackerel. (laughs) So many years. It's It's about time. (laughs) Tiffany, you've never won? No, I've never won. No, congratulations. She has now and in (laughs) grand form. Wow. That was a really loud engine just roaring right past me there at the end. It really was. So let's hear the final scoreboard. Tiff in the lead with 20 points. She is our winner. Chip ends up in second with 15 points. Adel, a fine showing for a first time out. 14 points. He was in third place with 11 points. Monty was in fourth with eight points. Brian Hamilton with five with seven points. Kathy Campbell's in sixth. I'm in seventh. I got no points. It's all right. It was fun for me anyway. Wow, the lack of spread really worked this time. Mm. I know we can't title it this, but can we please just think about the idea of having this one called The One Where Tiff Wins? (laughs) 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 That might be considered a spoiler. I feel so good. I'm so happy. And so you and I have lived through another episode of Low Definition. I'm now contractually required to thank my players, so thank you, Monty Ashley, Brian Hamilton, Tiffany Arment, Kathy Campbell, Adel Rafai, and Chip Sutterth. You're my favorite player. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, we are at LowDefGS. The GS, of course, stands for Gorgeous Sheep. We almost never tweet anything, which makes us a better follow than 99% of Twitter accounts, so pile on! Alternatively, you can email us at lowdefgs at gmail.com. If you found a crazy weird word or you have a weird idea for a round, that's where you should ship it. And that does it for us. I have been your host, Steve Lutz, and until we meet again, please, for the love of all that's holy, do not touch the old ladies. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) 